0: Superhouse, and we are upgraded, as you can see, into this new show. 2020, everybody. <laughs> we made it. I, if you haven't joined us before, I am Ben Juan. I am the man who knows too much about Batman, and I'm joined by... I'm the guy that lives
1: in the world of Indeed, Andrew. What's up, everybody?
2: <laughs> I'm the man who knows too little. Wolfie, <laughs> About everything. So we educate <laughs> him on this stuff. <laughs> so the day is
0: finally here. We are here to talk about... The Dark Knight trilogy. We got to Batman Begins. It only took us like six Finally. months or so. Yeah.
1: So you waited. Here we are. We're Full video podcast. Exactly. Whatever you want. <laughs> Bale is here. <laughs> with We're his in voice. voice. We're definitely in our mom's basement right now.
0: <laughs> Baby, Bale yes. on my knee. <laughs> So we thought we would do something a little different, considering the fact that. If you're a Batman fan, you've seen this movie, and if not, then you're not a Batman fan. So, what can we <laughs> say that isn't what you already know? We can review it, which you have already have your own opinions on, or we can do something new. So, this is our deep dive into the comic books versus the movie. It's comics versus Nolan on here. That's why I am in my jersey for Wayne Enterprises, yeah. and we are going Hell to have yeah. Wolfie here be the scorekeeper. Ow. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to detail... What happens in the movie versus the comics that it's based on, and we're going to kind of vote on what we prefer. Uh, obviously, there's three of us, so two out of three opinions win for that score on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> a lot of what I have here is drawing off of a Batman online article that I contributed to many years ago, so there will be some of that in there as well as some of my own stuff. So here let's we get go. started. Uh, so, let, what comic books are we going to be drawing off of? The first thing we need to know is that the person we need to acknowledge for all of this, for all the comic book stuff that made it into the Dark Knight trilogy, is David Goyer. He said, quote, Chris Nolan had never read comic books. He never knew the world. So, he trusted me on the franchise and with Superman to know what was canon, what could be changed, and what couldn't be changed. Early in Batman Begins, he said, Does he have to have a utility belt? <laughs> <laughs> And I said... That wouldn't have been yes. great. <laughs> so
1: Goyer actually saved some parts of this. Yes. Here we go. He all said,
0: right. why? And he showed me the design. It was all black. And I said, it has to be yellow. And he said, oh. So <laughs> Goyer oh. knew... <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, okay. This is how I do it. Great. So what were the comics that he contributed to? If you've seen the movie and know the comics pretty well, you probably already know. But it was year one. Uh, the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale collaboration, so that's Long Halloween, Dark Victory, and the uh, several issues that made up Haunted Night. Uh, and the Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams 1970s work of uh, the Ra's al Ghul saga, of course, since he's the main villain. And, uh, Ra's al Ghul yes. for <laughs> some fans. Yes, Ra's, we'll go into that in a bit. Ra's. Is it Ra's or Roz? We'll Is find it out Ralph in a bit. or Rafe? It's fine. <laughs> it's Ralph <laughs> Ralph Al (laughs) Ralph Al Uh, Gaul and finally Denny O'Neill is the man who falls which is from Secret Origins of the World's Greatest Superheroes from 1989 that was kind of his way to combine all the different origins but uh, if you have been listening to us you have just heard or hopefully have heard the training episode that we went into. So I already went in depth in that, but we will do some recaps and some crossovers on that. Get with it, kids. Seriously, come on. So next. millennials. We will go. <laughs> <laughs> Z-grade
2: millennials. The Superhouse copywritten phrase. Okay. You heard it here.
0: <laughs> all right so let's start so our first contestant the opening scene so bruce wayne falls through the well lands in the bat cave for the first time when he's about six years old or so
1: i'm having fun already ben yes okay straight setup this already. is the second time that Love we've
0: it. seen batman fall through the cave the first time was batman forever we would end up seeing this in batman versus superman but this is the only time in live action that they put it in the right chronology it's supposed to happen before his parents get killed as opposed to the other movies where it happens afterwards. He's okay. Yes, so it uh, it falls it right out of The Dark Knight Returns as well as a bit of The Man Who Falls because The Dark Knight Returns only shows him falling into it. The Man Who Falls actually shows Thomas Wayne rescuing him, which comes with a first big difference because, as you guys remember in the movie, Thomas Wayne, you know, he comes down and he's like, it's okay, don't be afraid. He rescues Bruce and he's like, you know, why do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. In The Man Who Falls, Thomas Wayne says... Idiot! I told you never to go (laughs) off alone! (laughs) Didn't I? Goyer saved that one once once a game! so stupid!
1: Once a game!
0: (laughs) So, this is kind of along the lines of the Brett Cullen Thomas Wayne (laughs) in Joker than uh, what we got in the movie, but... Uh, that is the first big difference: Thomas Wayne, <laughs> you idiot, <laughs> what a, what as a, a jerk, what a versus change. Thomas <laughs> Wayne being a nice guy who you would be sympathetic towards when he gets killed. So I became a night owl and started wearing black <laughs> leather because Daddy didn't <laughs> love me. <laughs> this is a different story, it's a whole other different thing. As Grant so, Morrison, take once again. I will. Uh, I will start. My vote is for Nolan on, and Goyer on this. Yep. Yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> yeah that one goes <laughs> that mo- one goes movie to movie tally. all right movie one comic zero i'm gonna use capital eyes yeah. <laughs> okay for my tally. Movie, the roman numerals <laughs> yeah. okay whatever. all right next is the differences in the uh the origin that we have seen countless times over and over again so in the comics thomas and martha wayne bring bruce to see the mark of zorro and it's a happy time he loves the movie he goes out they for whatever reason they leave the theater uh and go into Crime Alley by themselves <laughs> no. and uh, get killed by a mugger. In the movie, it plays out a lot differently. This is not some happy-go-lucky night. They take him to Mephistopheles by Boito. It's the opera. And he feels the flashbacks to the, uh, you know, the traumatized memories of falling into that cave because of the bats uh. that he sees. And because he's afraid, he asks his dad, can we go? And so they leave early through the side entrance into Crime Alley. And that's where they run into Joe Chill and get killed. Okay. I like
2: how on the other side of that opera house, there's Candy Alley, and <laughs> behind it, there's Paradise <laughs> Market.
0: But then there's Crime there's Alley. Like, so if you leave through the yeah. wrong side exit, <laughs> yeah. then
1: like,
3: they is. ever <laughs> they ever go over
1: why it's called Crime Alley? Like an an or well, the apparently name it anywhere? was
0: anywhere? It, apparently it was just called Park Row, and then it became Crime Alley after the Waynes were killed. Oh. So it was named because it was, but oh, like kind yeah, of it's like not like Skid Row. Like, it's not like Thomas Wayne was like. Let's go to Crime Let Alley me tonight. Let take my only son <laughs> down Crime Alley in the nighttime. It's a shortcut. Don't
2: worry. We're so. rich as hell. Everyone knows the way we look. It's the shortest and most convenient alleyway in the city. Yes. Weird name, though. So they try Weird to. Weird name. <laughs> Let's go down Murder Street. <laughs>
1: so it's never
0: really called crime alley i think in the the nolan trilogy it's just a random side street that they walk out of in, in the opera and this is this sort of causes bruce to feel guilty about the deaths of his parents feel that he killed them sometimes the comics try to play around with that with the fact that he's the one who wanted to see zorro or Something like that, or he wanted to go to ice cream afterwards, so they took him down the alley. There's usually some sort of justification His for dad's the kill. like, you idiot! <laughs> <We're> <laughs> you going to opera. We're you idiot! You idiot! You and your gay blade. But uh, <laughs> 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 the what, what's funny is Nolan wanted to avoid having him go to Zorro because he didn't want uh, masked the idea of a masked crime fighter to exist in this world yet. Oh yeah, okay. makes sense. So right. he thought the opera would make more sense, and plus, you Mephistopheles is apparently about the Faust uh, story, the idea of the guy who makes a deal with the devil, mm-hmm. which kind of, if you stretch it a little bit, might thematically tie into him making the deal with Roz to train him later I enjoy so the change. A, there's no a, there's, a, there's a good change. Good. So uh, my vote's for the movie again. What about you guys? Movie. Yeah, movie. All right, so Nolan is winning so far. All right, next one he is always <laughs> is Joe Chill <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> so well, Joe Chill. We'll keep going. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> next is Joe away. Chill. So in uh, the comics at the time of Batman Begins, uh, the killer was sort of unknown. In uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, he didn't write this in the Long Halloween, but he wrote this in the Superman Batman one, where he said, uh, "Cloak, I cloak I cloak myself." quote 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 i cloak myself in the very shadows the gunman used to hide his face from me um, and that sort of ties into the fact that later on he will use the shadows uh, to become batman and this is sort of the hidden figure that he never saw and was never able to catch but as i also said in the training episode with andrew i just don't get the idea of Batman never trying to find out who his parents' killer was at all right, right, when he right. grew up, so I don't <laughs> right. really like the post-crisis version.
1: That's the whole <laughs> impetus for him to be a detective, yes. I think, in the beginning. Yes. like That's how yeah. I would write it,
0: for sure. But uh, in general, Joe Chill is seen as this intimidating figure, the demon that haunts his nightmares who took his parents and stripped him away from him but in the movie joe chill was very human actually he uh he follows the version that's in the dark knight returns uh, and it's the only version outside of the, the nolan version that this is betrayed where he said "quote he flinched when he pulled the trigger he was sick and guilty over what he did all he wanted was money so this is more of a desperate man who doesn't want to do this but does it anyway because of how much he needs the money. Mm -hmm. So the significance of this change is that we go from this sort of – in the comics, it's this sort of random act of cruelty, this cruel man who haunts his every nightmare versus a man who is very much uh, seen as a human being Mm -hmm. in this. So uh, personally, my vote is for the comics on this one. But let's see what you guys Mm. think.
1: Mm. What were the differences again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the difference being Joe Chill being this cruel figure who takes his parents takes his parents away from him versus this nervous guy. Because if you see Richard Brake's performance as Joe Chill in the scene, he's actually he's shaking. Mm-hmm. The gun's shaking when oh, he's yeah. got him. He yeah, he almost true. doesn't want to do it. That's true. And later on, he expresses guilt over. It. He's this is very much. Yeah, sure, he is responsible for the trauma, but he's portrayed almost not quite sympathetically, but close to it. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, I think they were trying to add a little layer of depth to this character, but I also feel like the the act of cruelty, the idea of this man haunting Bruce's dreams and being the the cruel man from the shadows, mm-hmm. that's what causes him to be Batman. So I sort of prefer that, that take instead. They both seem to make a lot uh, of sense. I'm on the fence on this one. Yeah. Honestly, they both
2: as motivations like they both have a lot of weight. I think for a film, the Joe mm-hmm. Chill being like a little bit more sympathetic is a little bit more interesting to watch. Right. But I do love like the nightmarish hidden figure shadowy figure that that mm-hmm. lurks in the back of Bruce's mind exactly yeah. like i think i'll go with the comics on this one cuz it's just because
0: it's, yeah. it's
1: the face of crime yeah. for The Bruce. face of crime yeah. that's yeah.
0: like what he fights every night that he goes out yeah and uh, the first time we see gordon is when he comforts Bruce at the police station. Now, this had never happened in the comics mm-hmm. before Batman okay. Begins. Uh, if you've been following our podcast for a while, you know that happened in various treatments and unmade scripts. It was in the Steve Englehart Batman treatment. It was in the Sam Hamm draft that, uh, that didn't make it into the Batman 89 movie. Uh, it was in the Bruce Wayne pilot as well. Um, and this is the first time we actually get to see it in live action. Mm. Now, this is a little different from the comics. In the comics, the person to comfort him after the death of his parents uh, was established in the 1970s with Dr. Leslie Tompkins. In the story, There's No Hope in Crime Alley, she was this maternal figure who, um, who hugged him and everything and he always felt indebted to her and would always get pissed off if anybody was giving her crap later on and beat the shit out of them. Uh, Gordon. Good. Yes, Leslie Tompkins, old lady at 80 years old, kills people. (laughs) No, it'd be Batman. (laughs) Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the take on Gordon was slightly based on year one, who is a Chicago cop who comes to Gotham around the time that Batman or Bruce Wayne comes to Gotham to become Batman. So he didn't have that type of connection to Gordon in that this was sort of established in Begins and then adopted later on into the comics where they just said, you know what, he wasn't Chicago cop. Now now he's been in Gotham this whole time. He's Chicago. A yeah. So Duh, bears. Between the two <laughs> let's I'd say Can't let's say vote. <laughs> <about that bullshit. laughs> Alright, keep going. Sorry. I'd say between the two, uh this establishes a tighter connection between Bruce and Gordon. Yes, I would have loved to see Leslie Tompkins as a pro- batman purist but i don't know what type of role she would have gotten in the story as opposed to gordon he's a huge part of batman's story Mm -hmm. he's in the same panel that introduced bruce wayne in 1939 so i have to give this one to the movie gives a tighter connection to bruce and gordon makes it uh, pretty much makes sense really for him to turn to gordon later on for help
2: i agree ben Right. it's a it's it's movie a, I also agree yes it's like a very um, it seems for Nolan's use of it as well as like a very like linchpin kind of moment for him the right. humanity of it all yeah I, I would say so alright movie. movie again
0: <laughs> next one <laughs> Nolan and Goy <Gore>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan <laughs> and Goy <Gore. laughs> Terrio Th- no
1: was it the first Batman against just Goyer it was Goyer and Chris
0: Nolan oh, Goyer yeah. wrote the first draft and I'll occasionally go into any differences that were in Goyer's draft that didn't make it in the movie uh, including okay. some training Shakespeare's stuff. Shakespeare's head. Shakespeare's head was not in it, unfortunately. Yeah. I wish it was. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's Just see. In, the <clears throat> anyway. uh, in many, in all versions of the story, as established in the first time Bill Finger, Bill Finger wrote the origin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For <you> kids. <laughs> the police uh, never found the Wayne's killer, and okay. it was because they couldn't find it. The failure of the justice system, the failure of the rules, that Bruce decided to take that vow when he was a kid. To on the graves of his parents to avenge them by warring on all criminals for the rest of his for the rest of his life and that's what started him on this path to start training through his teens and college years. If you listen to our training episode, which you should, uh, it, he started at like ten or so in my version. So this is very different <laughs> from Batman Begins, where right after Gordon comforts Bruce, Loeb comes in and says, "Good news, son. We caught him." So. This entire story is now different because Joe Chill gets caught the same night Mm -hmm. that he kills Thomas Martha Wayne. Bruce, in this version, has no reason to sort of doubt the police department. They did their job, and he doesn't start training until he's like 22 Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. version. Mm -hmm. So, to me, there's a huge difference. I Mm -hmm. mean, didn't find the killer. It kind of establishes it makes sense why you wouldn't want to become a police man or or why he would be mad about it yeah as opposed to if he was caught then that kind of takes away a little bit of that same feeling so my vote for this one is the comics
1: I, I keep agreeing with you, but yeah. I mean that's why we're on a podcast together, everybody. It, it would it would be like I agree.
2: such good motivation to see that in a film to see right. like a more inept or con- disorganized police force being the frustrating factor to like yes. move forward on being a vigilante because it seems mm-hmm. like now they establish yeah. Yeah, they established later on why you would become a vigilante, yeah. but
1: it just ties so well into the detective yeah. aspect, yeah. You know? and
2: then again having know. that seed planted in the back of your mind—like exactly. nobody yeah. fucking knows who it is, you know? It's like yeah, nobody, nobody knows it's crime, crime itself. Yeah, yeah. Crime I think, itself.
0: as I said in the training episode, I think the best version was when they had Bruce figure it out when he was in his teens, and then confront Joe Chill, and then realize he has to move beyond vengeance, and then yeah. continues his training. That he way, he still wants to be the Batman, bro- yeah. even
1: yeah. after that point, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you get the best of both worlds, yeah. in my like cool This suit. was happening anyway, even yeah. without the death yeah. of his parents. He's going to yeah. be fucking
2: Batman <laughs> on the streets punching <laughs> yeah. criminals. I like, exactly. I like that bit. I don't know if you could put it into a movie, but like him being like a teenager having this like accelerated uh, or like an exceptional mind for detective work when he's a little bit younger or something. Yeah. Right. There's that,
0: a little bit, bit of that in Gotham, that would be but cool. yeah, yeah. Though not enough of it, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, all right. So I went to the comics again. Yeah. So uh, it's not as not as easy of a competition as we thought. So let's let's <laughs> go on. I'm going more in the chronological order of the timeline than what's in the movie because the movie jumps in back and forth with mm-hmm. time, and that would be confusing for this. So we jump to when Bruce and Rachel are in their 20s, and so this is where I sort of bring up the casting that originally happened because. This was the first reboot of Batman. They were going for a younger Batman. They wanted to court as many young actors as possible. So we kind of already know a lot of the guys who auditioned because some of their audition footage made it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, Killian Murphy auditioned for Bruce Wayne and ended up getting the honest, That was not happening. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He's not going to be Batman. <laughs> Sorry, man. You made it a lot better than I have in Hollywood. <laughs> like, you're fucking really
1: good, but you're not going to be I mean, not Batman. A good
0: audition, though, probably. It was yeah, interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, he looked yeah. good in the cowl. It's just as really? Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. oh, They have him in costume? Yeah, he's Holy in the Batman in Forever notes. suit. That's yeah, they hilarious. use the Batman I'm Forever suit. suit for stinks. No, I'm just kidding. Next is... I might be mispronouncing. His name is Eon Bailey. He was in Fight Club and the TV show Once Upon a Time you see some of his audition on YouTube as well Uh, and then of course uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal.
2: Jeez, he's been trying forever. So there's footage of Jake Gyllenhaal in a bat cowl.
0: There is, but we don't have access to it. The only ones that got released were Christian Bale's audition, as well as a little bit of Killian Murphy's and Ian Bailey's. But unfortunately, they didn't release Jake Gyllenhaal's because I really wanted to see that.
1: (sighs) It would be too good for the universe.
0: Yes, but then
2: thinking of even the Rogues Gallery too, like Jake Gyllenhaal's like
0: well equipped to play. many of these characters. Yeah, yeah, man,
1: it's a crime against humanity.
0: Uh, Also, who was up for it is is uh joshua jackson from the mighty ducks as also, as well as Fringe? Really? he said quote i went he's still and around did, yeah he said i went and did the screen test i was one of the last four or five guys up for the role of batman but yeah. you know i don't like to lose any job but they cast the right guy yeah. so Bale had his intensity Bale pretty much yeah. had it in the can but uh, other guys that were courted for it but didn't make it to the audition room because they turned it down uh Orlando Bloom, he said, quote, nope, I did meet Christopher <laughs> Nolan, but I didn't audition. just a big nope on that and one. <laughs> yeah. It was more of a conversation of I was in the middle of all this other stuff, and I was like, he got can't. an apple head. Yes. <laughs> That's Legolas, man. Well, I don't want <laughs> to see ain't him no Batman, apple-headed <laughs> Batman. No, I'm just kidding. Let on. me ask you a question. <laughs> what that means?
1: Does Batman shoot a bow and arrow? <laughs> 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 the answer is no. Should Orlando Bloom be, have
0: been Oliver Queen, then? Yeah. Uh, uh, that Orlando would be so Bloom weird he'd also be typecast type, like, type as an archer. Yeah. Uh also next is Josh Hartnett. He said, think, quote, I, I mean, think my regret can see it.
1: Yeah, actually Me too.
0: He said, quote, I think my regret mostly was not forming the friendship or the creative partnership with that director more than it was not doing Batman. So it he doesn't Who was,
1: really was number 2 after Bale? Like if Bale said no who was getting this role? Gyllenhaal. Hall. and Hall was. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Goyer said that Gyllenhaal Hall was his choice until he saw Bale. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Like it's, he just I could
2: has see that. some the that oddness to yeah, it. Yeah. The intensity. Yeah. intensity. The they intensity. both are very intense, but yeah. Bale's just so well, I guess, well trained. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah,
0: well, yeah. He's, he was a kid yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, he's yeah. got the chops like crazy. And lastly, another guy who was met for it was Heath Ledger. Oh. For Bruce? Yeah. He said, wow. quote, I remember hearing about Nolan this. Nolan said, he was quite gracious about it, but he said, quote, I would never take part in a superhero film. Ledger said that? Yeah. That's well, funny. Okay. And then so was yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> and Ledger was like, never mind. What do you got for me? And apparently he was uh, he accepted the role of Joker before the script was even written on this why, uh, so he Knight. was a,
1: a, initially against superhero movies, but then accepted he the saw, role.
0: W- he s- yeah. he was against superhero movies. He didn't want to be part of it. He saw Batman Begins, was impressed. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Then Nolan courted him for Joker, and he said, I'm in without seeing any script because nothing was written. Right. Okay, I got
2: you. And Begins really turned the tide. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: 2005, man. man. Yeah. Well, it's just like how a lot of guys Six, turned down five. the Batman role in 89 because they're just like, Adam West? I'm not. I'm above that shit. Yeah, Same thing here, because yeah. they just seen the George Clooney stuff, and they thought there's another Sh- Joel Schumacher type right. of Right. Right, Another right. 90s blockbuster toy commercial. I have a question about, this is
1: slightly tangential, but yeah. whose idea was it in the script writing process to add all of the like uh, mythological aspects to it, like theatrics and deception? And, I think that was in the and, original like, Goyer. Explaining yeah. all, every little step. Why bats? Mm-hmm. Why deception? Why this? Why that? Yeah. Like, I
0: feel like that's a collaboration between both Nolan and Goyer. Okay. I feel like Goyer no. was sort of setting that up to answer Nolan's questions.
1: Oh, yeah, that's cool. So that's
0: I think cool. I think it was a collaboration. Oh, okay. It is in the original Goyer draft, but I feel like that wasn't just Goyer alone. I think he was doing that because that's what Chris wanted.
2: Sam Raimi started it in Spider Man. We had all those African masks behind Osborn, <laughs> and that stuck in Goyer's head. Or it, to, you to could be, say to be a symbol <laughs> that can't die.
1: You too, could say like the all that kind movie. of stuff. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Whenever he's talking about like being a symbol that yes. can't die, like that—that yeah. stuff—I really, especially at that time in my in my early twenties, I resonated like <laughs> fuck with that stuff. <laughs> you know. Exactly. That was my shit, man.
0: I think, uh, yeah, no, I I think they went the right direction doing that because all that stuff to people who hadn't read the comics wasn't really explained. And even if you did read the comics, you were reading stuff like Year One, Long Halloween. You weren't reading the training comics. Like, I had to track down all that shit for the training episode with you. It wasn't. There's no collection. It's pretty
1: much skimmed over. Yeah, there's
0: yeah, like there's no collection of all the like training comics. Like there is nothing. I would totally reprint it if I was at at DC Comics. Please listen to me. Uh, (laughs) I would totally reprint it, but they don't. So I had to I had to hunt down every single instance of it for it. That's interesting. That's awesome. Thank you, Ben, for your service. Thank you. Uh, Also, Rachel does. So apparently, Katie Holmes was the original choice for Rachel, but uh, in the audition room, they did not audition with Katie Holmes. They uh, all of the gentlemen who auditioned for Batman, so Killian like Murphy and Bailey, uh, <clears throat> Jake Hall and Christian Bale, they had Rachel being played by Amy Adams. What future wow. Lois Lane? Wow. Wow. <coughs> She's
1: been trying to get in She's on this amazing. for a minute now, boy.
0: <laughs> so no wonder she got to be Lois later on because she had that Nolan connection. That's but so crazy. Yeah, the Nolan connection. And apparently she she said that it was Bale's performance that made her cry. I don't know what made her cry. It's not like he was. In the audition, tradition. yeah, in the audition. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's real. But Amy Adams, yeah. Amy Adams, almost cried from Bale's performance. He's
2: like, wow. Swear to me!" <laughs> like, she's like, stop stop me stop me. Where's the trigger? <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah, "What two part moves
0: away. <laughs> of that?" Yeah, because I'm like, I, "Okay, was oh, <laughs> no, Just joking with you. <laughs> so <clears> thank that, you for reading with me. That does move us into Rachel Dawes. So Rachel Dawes doesn't exist at all. Yeah. in the comics, uh, closest. Person named Rachel, who was a love interest, was in a comic called Year Two. We talked about this in the Phantasm episode, where she was the daughter of the Reaper, and her name was Rachel. Max Caspian. Shrek. Max Shrek? What? <laughs> just talk about people that aren't in the comics. Cassian. Yes, she's like she's like Max Shrek, in the fact that she's a major character who wasn't part of Maybe it. Maybe they but. just changed that name because Christian Bale couldn't say Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> a real in the uh, in the original script, uh, her name is Rachel Dodson. But oh, mm, you still good. couldn't do it no yet. <laughs> so it became Rachel Dawes. That's a
1: good change on that one. Apparently,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently Harvey Dent was considered to be a part of this. He is mentioned in the original draft when Rachel <laughs> says... Ass script already. <laughs> well, instead of Rachel, I think. But, Uh-oh. here's oh, the thing, right. if that's you have right Harvey instead of Rachel, this is all... This is a sausage party. It needs yeah. a love story. <laughs> you have Batman Gordon... Rosal Ghoul, Scarecrow, Lucius Fal- like there's no female character Like I think there's barely even any the female-
1: bard Bob Kane would have <laughs> noticed that it needed a woman in Where's my picture? ten plus?
3: <laughs> I need a ten so, plus broad in this one. I guess they couldn't
0: uh, you could have had Dent in there and then have Tolly as a love interest since you got Rosal Ghoul in there, but then you'd have to figure out how to do Tolly in there without Tipping off the Rosal Ghul twist, right? Because okay. if Talia doesn't look like, if you think that an Asian, you think a Japanese guy is, Jap- is Rosal Ghul the whole time, and but his daughter is See, Liam Neeson's, a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I get it. So oh, I man. I feel like this is kind of a draw for me, where it's like, okay, it's not Harvey Dent. I prefer it if it was to Harvey Dent. However, we can't have this movie without any female lead in it at all. Mm-hmm. So. I'd say it's a draw for me. Rachel. Mm, what do you think, Wolfie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees.
2: <laughs> I'm going with Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. Mean, it would be very different. I mean, you just you just kinda need that in, in any yeah, any I, kind of like action adventure, mm-hmm.
0: film, or anything like that. You just kinda need it's not necessarily that she's a better character than what's in the yeah. comics. It's just like what's best for the movie yeah. I have to examine right. it like this. Yeah.
1: They, ever, they ever bring uh, Rachel back to the comics?
0: No, I don't think not so. Not all one time. Okay. No, I don't think so.
2: And within the Dark Knight timeline of the films, it's kind of a nice little – a nice character because she dies in the Dark Knight. You know, it's like a, a nice – not that it's so nice but it's <laughs> it's nice that she dies yeah, she's it's, self-contained it's, it's in that b- it's self contained Has this other bit of yeah, motivation yeah. behind you know n- not only is it parents but it's like the mm-hmm. love of his life as well you know and for right. Nolan, the Nolan verse, it went over quite well and like, she kind of got combined with yeah.
0: Gilda Dent who Otherwise is Harvey's would, wife yeah, yeah. it would just one. be Bob Kane right. bimbos like <laughs> in, in every shot there's not enough women in this 10 movie. plus broad well if line. you know already like this is already short on women Martha Wayne has like two lines And has is not mentioned whatsoever again. It's all about Thomas. It's a good change, at least in Batman versus Superman. Martha played some sort of role, but not maybe not the quite the role (laughs) that we had hoped. But whose idea was
1: it to add Rachel to this?
0: Uh, It could have been both of them. It could have been honestly both of them. Just I think they realize we need somebody who serves the Harvey Dent role, but we also need a love interest. So let's Mm -hmm. combine it and save Harvey Dent for another time. Right. So I'd say it's draw, so it doesn't really affect the scoring at this point. Next one is the death of Joe Chill. So they go to the courthouse. Joe Chill says, I wish I could take back what I did. Bruce doesn't care, wants to shoot him anyway. And before (laughs) he does it, one of Falcone's people kills him. Mm -hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald style. So what happens in the comics? In the comics, Bruce confronts Joe Chill when he's Batman already. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in the original right. story by Bill Finger, Batman discovers him later on and then takes off the mask and says, I am the son of the people you murdered. He's like, everything. I murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't remember <laughs> this stuff. I don't know.
2: <laughs> and, Could you be a little bit more specific? I <laughs> knocking <laughs> my teeth out. So Joe Chill. I don't know who you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chill goes to oh, his shit. friends who find out you created Batman and then they kill him. Uh, as anyway, retaliation well, the for the destiny that. of yeah. Joe Chill. <laughs> so he's always going to die. Not looking good. <laughs> There's another version of this where uh in year two, where Batman does the same confrontation with Chill and he's not really sure whether or not to kill him. He does put the gun to Chill's head, but then the Reaper comes by and kills Chill instead and okay. sort of cheats Batman out of that. Yeah. So no matter what, if you're Joe Chill, you're fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. You kill Batman's parents. That's how You're Batman fuck. begins should have ended right before <laughs> right
2: before Commissioner Gordon was like, There's a guy with a he left a calling card or whatever. Like yeah. right before that, Batman should have like been throwing a guy out of a window psh, and then dusting his hands. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Commissioner. <laughs> Gordon. Uh, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> no, I didn't just you know, and then in his mind he's just like, that was the only one. I swear it's yeah. just the
0: only one nobody has to know about it. <laughs> I <laughs> think as I said in the training when the, the new fifty two split the difference the best by having the confrontation before he becomes Batman, but that was after Begin, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. count it in this right. competition here because they didn't have anything to draw from it. So between what was in the comics versus the change of having it before he becomes Batman, I will vote for the movie because I think by taking Chill out of the equation earlier, there's no longer a factor of why didn't Bruce try to solve his parents' murder? And I think it makes a lot yeah. of sense. And because of the fact they already did the change of – you know, they caught him in the beginning. They had to do something with him later on yeah. in order for it to make sense for him to go from Bruce Wayne to Batman. This is the yeah. first
1: time it's ever been done in comics or otherwise. This Whoa. this order,
0: uh, yeah, in the movie to f- to have him do uh, confront, Junk- confront- Junk- Joel Junk- Forey's Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, okay, and with the, the first film
1: time.
2: again, like the strength of the Rachel Dawes character And an arra- you get an that. arraignment too, right? I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt you. Sorry. Yeah, um, but you get that scene in the car and everything where that's a real turning point for Bruce. Of course, he yeah. Was ultimately about to he was fine with being a murderer of course right yeah. you know plays into the character quite mm-hmm. strong
1: um i strong do leader. like the comics version but i do see that it is strong i mean yeah movies the thing is it it works with the movie because of everything else with the movie mm-hmm. yeah. so it's yeah it's good the movie's good I'll and go and with the movie. sense of realism yeah.
2: i guess like the relationship drama that Right. That creates it, yeah. yeah.
1: All your other factors are set up well based on the, I don't know, It's just the harmony, I don't know how to say it. Every mm-hmm. All the other factors work well with it, so yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you changed... So Rachel does. You could change all the <laughs> other factors yeah. as well, and it could still work another way.
0: Right, yeah. I but, w- yeah. But I, w- I would say just the yeah. overall idea of Joe Chill getting taken out of the equation before he becomes Batman, that to me makes sense mm-hmm. no matter okay. what the canvas is just because of the fact that, like again, why... Would he spend right. his time yeah. wanting to fight all crime? Why wouldn't he just go over, go after just that one guy yeah. the whole right, time? Right, it's right, right, right. The one that got That's away. True. That's true. That's why would he just ignore that? That's why I don't like the post-crisis version where they're just like, oh, like the killer was never found, so he's like this faceless killer, and whenever he fights crime, like he he <laughs> thinks that he's fighting any one of them could be the one who killed his yeah, parents. I'm yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't really make any sense. Why he wouldn't just fucking <laughs> go after the guy himself? <laughs> yeah. It could be anybody else. So, yeah, I don't don't care for that version. A lot of people like it, but I don't get it. So, once again, we go to the movie. Next is uh, getting pushed to travel the world. So, in the movie, uh, Bruce Wayne is a college dropout, pretty much. He says that, you know, Alfred's like, hey, like, what about going back to Princeton? He's like, well, I like it fine. They don't feel the same way. He never finishes his education, uh, and he sort of needs the talk with Rachel after the death of Joe Chill to denounce guns. Then he has that talk with Falcone, who tells him, you know, who basically the confrontation teaches him that he can't take this guy down as Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. Right. So then he goes off, exchanges jackets with a beggar, and then goes off and disappears from Gotham and kind of just... Learns to become a criminal at the same time, but by the time he winds up in the prison, Roswell Gould tells him, You've become truly lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is very different from the comic book version because, as we covered before, Joe Chill is never caught. By the cops at all. So Bruce makes that vow when he's a kid I will avenge my parents and I will war on all criminals and I will train in all abilities to do that. So if you've heard our episode again on the training, he's been doing that ever since age 10. Uh, Tantric. (laughs) He even goes as far as to go to different. Uh, colleges to learn from different experts on criminology and psychology and even disguise himself at certain times as different students so that nobody can really think that Bruce Wayne actually gave a shit about crime. So he's already thinking about double identities. I want to see
2: Bruce Wayne the college days. Yeah, the college (laughs) days. and Intensely listening to the (laughs) professor. With a (laughs) big-ass bong right next to him. Smoking (laughs) a bunch of weed. He doesn't really have the the focus just yet. He's like, oh, no shit. Oh, fuck it, that's oh, oh, shit. So <laughs> obviously, <laughs> between the two,
0: we got somebody who in the comics is very focused on, I want to take down crime. I'm going to do everything it takes. I'm going to seek after all this stuff as opposed to the Bruce Wayne in the movie who doesn't really feel that until he's 22 or so. And even then, he kind of just goes and <clears throat> wanders around a lot. And it's clear in the movie, he doesn't really have a path until mm-hmm. Rosal Gould shows up. So between the two, for me, I kind of... I definitely value the comic book version more because that's a more proactive character. It shows the obsession that comes mm-hmm. into the strength mm-hmm. of who this guy is going to become. Yeah. I get the idea of the fact that maybe it's not as realistic, but he's fucking Batman, so I vote for the comics. He's a man who's dressed as a bat. Can I get a
1: (laughs) one-sentence-versus-one-sentence explanation again real quick? (laughs) Give me the logline. Just listen to me i I'm sorry,
0: man. I've been listening, but for some reason, I'm losing the thread. (laughs) I apologize. Pretty good. (laughs) Cab Sav we got. I would say, okay, it's Bruce Wayne uh, being proactive about his training. Okay, yes. Versus... Bruce in the movie, kind of falling into his training Uh, by sheer circumstance. Yeah, I like like him being
1: more proactive. Yes, more proactive.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for strong boys to join my (laughs) club,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but no black men. You seem strong, but remember, Liam
1: Mason is doing some weird shit in (laughs) England or something. (laughs) I'm not so sure what it
2: is you want to do with your life. Yes. Did he? Did he kind of? Like, that's,
1: he was kind of looking for that indirectly, though. Yeah, but that's it's not clear he's what he was. Asia?
0: He's going around, but like he just winds up I mean, in this prison, and he doesn't really have a plan to yeah. get out at that point. Like, Ross why does, does
1: he take a liking to him because he can just beat ass in uh, in prison or something? Like, it's not explained. It's not explained. right? It's not really
2: explained. I think mean, so, we'll, we'll level go over that, that yeah. observation happening in the ba- behind the scenes. You know, some level of yeah. I think it's his ass he beat knows. In prison, well, right? he
0: knows who he is, and he knows he's motivated Bruce to Wayne. fight criminals. Yeah. This is, read this is me theorizing well. it because he's never really explained. And it. with with
2: Raj yeah. Ragul's obsession with like Gotham City and bringing mm-hmm. the city down, he would know. I think he even refers to him as like the crown prince of Gotham. Yeah, like yeah. Falcone does. Yeah. Oh, Falcon, that's interesting. It is, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, Falcone there's, calls so him that. So there's that. definitely some brainiac research going on from Rajalal's yeah, point as well. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna side with you again,
0: Ben. Comics. Yeah. All right. So that one comics, goes yeah. to the comics. Comics. I go the movie, but yeah.
1: <clears throat> You're
2: doing movie on this one, really? Uh. What was it again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I'll go with you guys. I'll go with you guys. Those moments really do stand out to me at the prison and everything, and I like that he mm-hmm. was at some point like a criminal as well, right? But, yeah. But I think um, the obsession factor and 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 that driving his training would also be kind of cool, but right? Yeah. You know, again, there's a little bit the the lostness of Bruce in the movie. It like adds to Nolan's kind of I think the humanity that he's kind of, right, kind of yeah. injecting
0: into the character. But there is there's a clear difference because uh, I already. I think I skipped over this but the fact that like Roz is like hey take a flower you know go up to this mountain find this random blue flower come to our monastery it's like okay where are you at what do you guys actually do? Because he never gets an explanation <laughs> yeah. for he's like, I hit that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he's have really, a s- and then strange later on. curiosity, you know. And he's, yeah. He Doesn't give a fuck because he's touring Asia. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in prison. Like he doesn't actually find out what the League of Shadows does until Ken Watanabe is like, "You will help us like go after Gotham and crime." And he's just like, "Wait, that's what you guys do?" And I'm like, "You didn't know this? That's why you made me."
3: <laughs>
2: By the way, Watanabe
1: is speaking some weird non-Japanese. I think it's uh, a. I think it's actually a made-up
0: language. It's so, made up, right? I think it's yeah. made up for the yeah. movie yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting uh, but yeah that that sounds the big Japanese-ish difference. but yeah. yeah that's the big difference because in the comics there is a scene of Bruce for his training stuff going up the Himalayas and the mountains and everything but he also says in the narration I paid such and such amount of dollars to find the specific mountain to go up to and the combination of the keys in order to open the door to get into the monastery and then he go, he does it and he gets to the monastery and he waits and Master Karigi, who's the one who who is sort of the basis for some of these guys in uh-huh. the movie, comes out and he makes Bruce like wait for like a week before any sort of training, and then he's <laughs> like, really "You got to poop. <laughs> you sweep the floor." <laughs> so that was then the the man who falls. But uh, let's see. Just to backtrack a bit, we won't be doing competition on this one because it's a little too superficial. But Falcone is a little different in the comics. In the comics, he's different physically. He's got a mustache. In uh, Long Halloween, he kind of looks like Vito Corleone mm-hmm. because they model so much the Godfather mm-hmm. in uh, the Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, he kind of has a more dignified way of speaking as opposed That's to uh, uh, yeah. Tom Wilkins' version who's That's kind of the just that right. That's the the nut house, yeah.
1: run the nut house. Run the
0: nut house. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Falcone who, when he gets attacked, he's like, you know, in my home where my children sleep. Right, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's a very different way of speaking. He's a sophisticado. Yeah, so I was kind of expecting more of that yeah. after reading. Maroney's
1: Romano more maybe. memorable to me and Begins yeah. than yeah. Uh, Falcone actually just because of that from one professional to it's another, another. Yeah. this <laughs> fall won't I, kill me yeah I thought Roberts was great what makes in the you role, think yeah. I want to hear you talk
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Eric he's, like, he's, he's way more memorable as a gangster
1: bro yeah you know? but
2: yeah. you know Tom Wilkinson was was nice and he was nice he was, he he good was nice. Was Obviously, very the good. look I yeah, guess, to, I mean, to, to, to I'm so used way, to him yeah, being yeah, just yeah. this. His affect was great. Yeah, I'm yeah. so used
0: to him being this like yeah. random British guy in a lot of different right, movies. Yeah. Whereas Robert's like he embodies a mobster because he's like just Clark like Clark Gable in the comics. Or something. Yeah, yeah, like he he's Maroni in Dark Knight. Is like it's Eric Roberts who already he's already American, he already has this persona right. of this, like he can play the sleeves bag, mm. like no right. problem in his sleeve. Right? <laughs> uh, let's see, other than that, he also, <laughs> he also doesn't have the scars on his cheeks. Catwoman gives him uh, right. three scars from uh, year one, but uh, obviously, we wouldn't meet Catwoman until Dark Knight rises, so uh-huh. that didn't make any sense to bring in. Also, there was originally going to be a fight between Bruce and Falcone's thugs before they kick him out, which kind of maybe have shown that Bruce had some fight training okay. Oh, okay, beforehand, see. but the, uh, they cut it from the script, yeah. and I don't think that they... Oh, uh, it, it would have really? been almost...
2: So we're supposed to... It wouldn't have made any sense. We're supposed
1: to go in whenever he's in the prison fight and all that, where he's supposed to basically have no fighting.
0: He might have fought all along the journey, like... Scrapping. There is... Yeah, uh, Scrapping street scraps. Yeah. Young Asian A little boys. bit, yeah. There, there's some <laughs> coverage of it in the novelization, actually. Uh oh, really? Not it wasn't as different as the Peter David novelization for Batman Forever but it does have a few scenes that Dennis O'Neill creative Rosal Ghul actually wrote this novelization Peter David it was
1: beyond touch up yeah it was like, <laughs> it was like yeah it's a whole other level uh, yeah. uh, in
0: the in the uh, in the Denny O'Neill version uh, of the novelization he has stuff where Bruce is just randomly on the schooner and the sailor dude like Beats him up all the time, and he learns how to fight from that. From a sailor, dude. Yes, yeah, so from, from some sailor. dude. Because like, you can't have him meet another instead master. of a ninja. I think. Well, he already meets <laughs> Ro- Rosalind later on. Okay, so I think Danny learns from both, both pirates and ninjas. Did, did, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he must be a well-rounded wolf. Very ra- well-rounded. <laughs> yes,
0: balance. <laughs> Mind your uh, footing. Let's see. There's other training scenes. And that, your peg leg. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Here we go. There's other training scenes in the script that didn't make it either with other mentors, not just Rosal Ghoul. So it's shown he's taught by an old man how to pickpocket and then goes back to return the wallet and the man thanks him and pays him the money from the wallet anyway. Uh, and then later on, there's a scene of him cracking a safe and hanging out with a bunch of Chinese gangsters. So again, more of like him learning how to be criminal more than him learning about stuff that you would think he'd use mm-hmm. as Batman. But that's... In so the script.
1: it's a good idea, though. Yeah. I mean, learn how the criminal mind works. Yes,
0: by being one himself. Uh, Indeed. As opposed to in the comics, where he sort of learns a lot of criminology stuff, and maybe some of his mentors are a little bit on the criminal sleazy side. Okay. Uh, based off of what uh, the mentors I told you about last time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, that gets us into the next difference, which is the fact that Rosal... When you said Gould, sleazy,
1: I thought of Bob Kane again.
0: Bob Kane Bob trained King. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's horseshit. Where's all the titties? <laughs> <laughs> I t- he teaches them how to talk to women <laughs> I
1: sent him my script three weeks ago Still haven't heard back
2: We need that Faye Dunaway <laughs> So the next oh, big difference Oh man next big difference. We had this
1: one professor in college by the way This old dude He's probably not even alive anymore But he, can't, he talked about Uma Thurman Because Kill Bill came out when we were in college Because we're old as fuck now And uh, he was like You see that Uma Thurman Big tits <laughs> This is in the middle of our class <laughs> Big tits it was only dudes Thanks in the for classroom. the money Yeah
0: <laughs> Big knock Thanks for your tuition suckers
1: yeah, that, that was where Our fucking money was
0: going Yeah, yeah. That's fine Ra's al Ghul. That's our next <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Obviously, big difference in the comics is that in this movie, Ra's Ghoul trains Batman mm-hmm. under the guise of Henri Ducard, but he still trains Batman. This was new to this. This, this was new. The he had never trained, had anything to do with Batman. Ducard was a character in the Batman myth. Yeah, exactly, right, which yeah. is what I'm going to so get Batman So Batman being trained
1: yeah. by the League of Assassins is like a wholly
0: new concept. That's a whole new concept that was added to this one. Had, I love it. I he was no honestly. part of League of Assassins at all. Nolan claimed that Batman's training was a story that was never told, but that's not quite true, and Mm -hmm. he had even looked at the man who falls that contained some of this, so I don't know why he kept saying that shit, but whatever. Don't read those comic books. (laughs) But you could say that (laughs) Roz was combined with several other different characters. Uh, I'll I'll just recap a little bit of what I said in the training episode, but Master Karigi in the comics is the one who's in the monastery in the mountains that Bruce has to do that whole trek up to, and Karigi teaches him
1: the killed I can. Yes.
0: He, uh, <laughs> no, that's Yoro. Like
1: <laughs> I swear to God, it was this. I tried to find the diagram online. Fingers like this. Yeah. Straighten a line, curve up, and then down, and then to the heart. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Woof. <laughs> 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 Here, tried it on my brother. Did not Didn't die. did work. He's dead. He dead. <laughs> <laughs> and what if it did work? He's slowly know. dying. <laughs> this is my confession. My this is my are long ready to start game. As <laughs> it's been yeah. on YouTube.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll go to prison if I take my keys out too quickly. <laughs> So, Karigi also was revealed to have trained a number of League of Assassin members, and then they adopted this into Arkham Origins Initiation, which is a DLC for Arkham Origins where you have to cool. survive through the, the fight training and everything. So, and learn to I can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I've different I, I, sensei. I played that. I forgot
1: <laughs> all about that.
0: So, Karigi also is a bald Asian man with facial hair, so that kind of informs how Ken uh, Watanabe, Watanabe looks Watanabe, like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Bruce was also established to have been trained by David Kane, who also is a member of the League of Assassins, uh, and he underwent training from Lady Shiva, not before he became Batman, but after he became Batman in the Nightfall series, when uh, after recovering from a broken back, he needed mm-hmm. to get back into shape. And asked Lady Shiva to help him out. And at one point, Lady Shiva uh, told him, hey, uh, you have to kill this man in order to graduate. And Which is like, Bruce, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, Bruce, Bruce refused. And that sort of is paralleled <laughs> into the movie. And then, of course, there's Ducard himself. So Ducard is the alias that Al- Roswell Gould takes on in this movie. Right but in the uh, comics, he is a French detective <laughs> slash mercenary <laughs> who teaches him how to be... That, the
1: name checks out, no, though. Yeah, no. the name
0: checks out, but yeah. other than that, it's, it's it, a cool consolidation There's different characters, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, and then, of course, as I covered in our Shadow episode, in later on, years after begins, in the Batman Shadow crossover, it was real that Ducard was actually the Shadow. So e- if you're Ducard, mm-hmm. you're either actually Ducard or you're Ra's al Ghul, or you're the Shadow. (laughs) (laughs) This guy never stays the same. Uh, But Ducard even helped Batman track down Ra's al Ghul in Legends of the Dark Knight number 144 when Ra's al Ghul teamed up with the Joker. So they're definitely separate characters in the comics. Uh, And at one point, the co-creator of Henri Ducard, went to see Batman Begins, did not know that Ducard was going to be in it. Where's my money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, his name is Dennis Cohen, and he he, uh, he had t- told this to our friend of the podcast, Andrew Farrago, of the uh, Batman Definitive History of Batman, in the Dark Knight, and comics, TV, and beyond, and he was His amazed book available
1: right now on Barnes and Noble and Amazon and everywhere you find find booksellers. Yes, worldwide. exactly.
0: <laughs> it's got pictures. Exactly. Of great concept art, too. It's a
1: thick ass book worth. It's oh, like yeah. this
0: big. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's bigger than the Bible. This little anecdote didn't make it actually into is. The, yeah, it is <laughs> truly is this anecdote didn't make it into that book, though. But Uh, according to Farago he was told by Dennis Cohen he was like uh, he was in the audience he said oh my god that's your card that's the character that I helped create I had no idea he'd be played by Liam Neeson Anakin and then of course Liam
1: Neeson's Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, later on, he found out that that was actually Rosal Ghul. Yeah. But he didn't really comment on that. He did, however, <laughs> get to. T- he did, however, get to talk to Liam Neeson. And Neeson apparently was a fan of the Ducard character in the comics and said, "quote I love that character. When did you come up with him? How did you come up with that?" And had a nice chat with this guy so that's nice at least he's of like this Mr. sucks and he walked
2: out <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a little bit also of bastardize my creation yeah there's a little bit of also of a character named Thomas Woodley who was an opponent that Bruce had during his training Thomas in, Woodley yes where uh, <laughs> went Woodley, to the of Gotham <laughs> and dies throw up your
2: fisticuffs young man (laughs) let us fight now like gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) sir Thomas Wood
0: no he's an American redneck speaking type guy I got him totally wrong (laughs) oh man I'm Thomas Woodley Woodley, y'all but Thomas Woodley kills one of Bruce's mentors in the uh, comic book storyline, Shaman in the mountains and Bruce has a confrontation with him that ends with Woodley seemingly dying in the mountains but then later on coming back and confronting Bruce in Wayne Manor which is very similar again to what happens to Ducard slash Ra's al Ghul? So, okay, this Ra's al Ghul thing is very much based off the comics, but consolidated into one character who happens to be Rogues Gallery villain. Um, so, comics versus the film. Let me put it into a sentence for you, please, guys. please, I need it. I already so, lost it. Ra's al Ghul training <laughs> Batman versus various people training Batman who aren't Ra's al Ghul.
2: Ooh, so tough. Yeah. What do you think, Wolfie? Uh, as a filmic kind of guy, it's like I think it is a good consolidation of a lot of different tales that have come through with yeah. like you know, peppering some of those either like Ken Watanabe's video. Yeah, true, look true, the true, true the yeah. Definitely works better, but so I'll go with the movie on that, but true. it's it's cool. I didn't actually know that there were all those other those other characters, so it's kind of yeah. maybe for for elements in later batman films or something like that we right
0: try, hopefully we'll see so those guys pop up the training film that andrew and i are yeah. making right
2: yeah cool. your headcanon on the screen uh, everybody loves the training montage and the movie just make the whole movie we have training montage. i've been saying for years <laughs> i've been saying that for years <laughs> it should be fight train fight train yeah fight fuck train. i'm, I'm talking
1: china get that fucking tibet right. laos even we're going to <laughs> open korea Japan, of course, mm. all over the place, and mainly Asia. Probably some European shit too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I agree. I think that it works for the movie. Yeah. If it was episodic or like an anthology series of yeah. some sort, a long form, mm-hmm. the other way probably works better. Uh, and also, yeah. if it was in a movie, it would be like it would be it would have to be a montage because it would yeah, go, this it's guy so many this guys. Guy this guy, yeah. This woman, whatever. This uh. Yeah, it works a lot better and also being tied into the League of Assassins. And also, to me, I think it's cool because the League of Assassins are like the ultimate ninjas. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even though they're not in Japan. It makes a lot of sense. Very cool, though and it makes it makes a lot of sense and and to learn not just fighting but also there are, he does get like some deception shit in mm-hmm. the movie as well from the league of assassins
0: uh at least That's he's all part told of the, the, the dialogue. dialogue yeah it's part of the
2: curriculum it's in the syllabus
0: it's in the <laughs> syllabus right <laughs> it's in the <laughs> curriculum? smoke bomb it's in the
2: textbook that look, he yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> they <laughs> look <laughs> they look like at least the whatever dialogue, they're yeah. doing
1: the cuts
0: on the sleeve or whatever <laughs> yeah, i does i yeah, think
1: yeah. yeah that whole deal so i think that works a lo- really well for the movie
0: yeah i agree i think that it for the comics it works for the movie it makes sense if you're going to spend a good 30 to 40 minutes with this character teaching him stuff it's it's cleaner when it's one guy and if that guy later on has a has a role in the plot because imagine if he was just regular Ducard Liam Neeson shows up for like 30 minutes trains (laughs) him, and then you never see him again it just doesn't quite gel in the same way and it creates a different dynamic between Batman and Ross so once again to the movie on that. Boom.
1: How do they do it?
2: It would be cool
0: to see a colorful
2: cast of different, like say for instance if it was like a TV show or something. To yeah. Have oh like yeah. Certain lessons be learned by these masters in their own right of all these different yeah. things. You know? mm-hmm. It's just like in a like a DLC kind of.
1: Yeah. Or a TV show. Things, my Batman yeah. Kung Fu The Legend Continues meets Gotham. Yeah. I'm for, telling yeah. you, you guys listen are, to us Warner Brothers. DC Universe, HBO <laughs> Max this is the fucking idea right here. man. Yeah. Yep. Copyright. We created Batman. It's like Gotham Part 2 but it's more international. <laughs> right. Well, I mean. the the, f- <laughs> the martial first, arts driven.
0: The first scene of the Gotham finale is him showing up at some random place in Asia being like, I'll come back when, is it I'm, really? when I'm ready. And then it's the, teed up. you time jump. So we could totally <laughs> get that kid back. He's yeah. already 18 years old. We can totally get him back to God damn do it. this right now. <sighs> yeah. think, David Mazouz, come over. He come on. He was good. Man. I liked him a lot. Yeah. yeah I thought so, too. Awesome. I thought it was a great Bruce. Alright, so next is the first meeting of Ra's al Ghul, because I thought we might as well cover this, because not a lot of people do. Obviously, there's differences in some of the preliminary Ra's Ghoul Ghul shit that we got in here. So, okay. obviously, the first meeting was very different in the comics. In the movie, of course, finds him in a random monastery, not a monastery, a random prison mm-hmm. in, I think, Bhutan or something, tells him to come up to okay. be part of the, the mountains. I'm the devil, Okay. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't tell him he's the devil, sure awesome. has the alias of, of Ducard. In the comics, <laughs> This was around the 70s where Ra's al Ghul was created. Robin was already in college at this point. So that tells you how late in Batman's career Ra's al Ghul actually played a role. Okay. And Ra's al Ghul shows up uh, in the Batcave and okay. tells him, "Hey, your ward was kidnapped, so was my daughter." Also, I know that you're Batman. You should but, really lock some doors <laughs> Yeah, You should, you should <laughs> lock some doors around him. Yeah. Uh, so they actually, so it. Yeah. But they actually... It turns out to be a big ploy in order for Batman to prove himself worthy and for Rosal Gould to meet who his daughter is in love with because there was a previous right. adventure oh, where Batman okay. met Talia. Yeah. Talia and came so along before? Talia was wow. introduced before Rosal
1: Gould. Somebody she just talked about, and then they finally showed up.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. she I don't think Rosal was even mentioned. She was just a beautiful... Uh, character who was uh who he she was captured as well as batman by uh the head of league of assassins at the time who was ebenezer dark and then uh ebenezer dark died <laughs> and later on Talia was kidnapped and Rosal Ghul took back control of the league of assassins but at the time batman didn't know league of assassins was even tied into Ghul. okay okay she just said that there's been a dispute between ebenezer dark and my father Mm. but she okay. never said who her father was okay. so later on you met who her dad was and he so had this whole character. elaborate thing Dennis yeah.
1: O'Neill created Ra's al Ghul
0: yep yeah. along with Neil Adams okay yeah okay. so Man. they actually started off as allies, a lot of people think like, okay, well, they be you know great villains, but it wasn't actually until the third Ra's al Ghul story that they, they oh, were at that's odds. Cool. That's cool. So,
1: so that actually gives some credence to the beginning.
0: A little, they bit, weren't yeah. quite
1: friends, but they weren't enemies. It
0: wasn't so antagonistic. Like, sure, yeah, yeah, Batman's yeah. pissed that it was a trap or whatever, or all, yeah. it was all a test at the end of the day. But Robin was never harmed. He doesn't really have a reason. So the next time Ra's al Ghul showed up in a story called Swamp Sinister, he was asking for Batman's help. And it was genuine help. It wasn't just like, I'm trying to con you to do another test. He was actually needed Batman's help for something and then it wasn't until okay. the issue called Vengeance for a Dead Man where Ra's al Ghul took out a man's brain and used his knowledge Hannibal <laughs> <of> <laughs> shit? yeah he learned he his knowledge to use from his, knowledge his own brain to help uh, destroy the world that Batman is like you're a madman, Jesus Christ I'm not gonna help you and, and finding out that he actually <laughs> wanted to uh, destroy the world and everything wait so, so
1: Ra's al Ghul, League of Assassins existed
0: for a while and then Lazarus Pit? League of Assassins existed first then Ra's al Ghul oh. then, Lazarus then the Lazarus Pit God. Gotcha, okay. Well, okay, League of Assassins, then Talia, then Razogul. Copy, Then yeah, Lazarus. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, there is precedent to Raz starting out as uh, an ally to Bruce before the uh, before they become enemies. Also, there's the pronunciation. Yeah. Bruce
2: is a likable guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a pronunciation. So beforehand, the only adaptation of Ra's al Ghul was in the animated series where they called him Raish al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dennis O'Neill claimed that uh, that was because somebody who either worked on the show or somebody who knew uh, had studied Arabic and said that was the correct pronunciation. Then someone else came along who also claimed to speak Arabic and said the correct pronunciation was Ra's al Ghul. So now <laughs> it's, it's like, well, either one. It, what, are we, <laughs> yeah. what did he yeah, say?
1: What I read was Get that... Of my office. Uh, the creator Dennis O'Neill and Dennis O'Neill and, and Neil Adams, Adams, yeah. They they had Raish in mind, mm. but the thing is, in Arabic, it is Raz. Is what okay, i got heard. Yeah. yeah, I've so, heard it
0: closer. To, I've heard it closer to like Rots. Yeah, Rots. It's, it's Rots. Alghul. It's a big mess. Like it
2: rubbed me the uh, wrong way the first time because I was so familiar with the animated. Yeah, series, but it
0: wasn't Raish. I was okay after that. I was like, I can ride with this. <laughs> they did an interesting thing in Arrow where if you are an outsider, you pronounce it Ra's al Ghul, but if you're initially in the League of Assassins, you call him Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, that's true. They hey, made Ray they they, they, made, they made that difference. They made yeah, the perfect yeah, uh, split yeah. there. So that was cool. Yeah, Those writers are
1: they're good. They like know their stuff. They know, you know what the, I'm saying. The Easter
0: eggs. Let's yeah. see. The League of, Sh- of Shadows, of course, was not called that. I think it's. A, I think the reason why they changed it was because they thought Bruce would seem like more of an idiot if he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm going to join the League of Assassins." Wait, you kill people? Oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> so they, yeah. they changed it the to the League <laughs> of Not Batman, <laughs> the League of People Who Don't Kill. So the criminal organization started off in 1968. That's a wow. you know, Brawls came out in the 70s or so. So they okay. came out well, well beforehand, and it was kind of retroactively Ross gould's organization. It was originally headed by a man named the sensei, who is also another bald Asian man with white hair. So you could also (laughs) say that Ken Watanabe is the sensei in this. That's true. Uh, But originally his organization was called the Brotherhood of the Demon. That's great, that's Adam. Uh, it's which is a great is name fun. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which honestly could have worked too if you wanted to avoid the League of Assassins but and you you ba- saw the Brotherhood. Is, of the
1: Demon. is ba- Batman Bruce Wayne going to be like joining Brother <laughs> of the Demon? <laughs> uh, Nothing <yeah>. wrong about <laughs> this at all. <laughs> Bruce has joined
0: a cult. At least yeah. it doesn't say assassins. Well, I mean, look, look at the name of <laughs> Roswell Ghul. It's the head of the Demon in, that's in true. English. So. That's just, uh, like, their thing. It's just, like, whatever. <laughs>
2: it's their culture, okay? We generally just sit around talking philosophy. Or yeah. So
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Thing. All these things, by the way, are more superficial. I don't think we ne- really need to do a competition in this because no. obviously it doesn't make sense to pit Rosal al meeting Bruce before Batman versus Rosal al meeting Batman just while Robinson College because that wouldn't make sense for the movie. Destined to meet, and we're yeah. happy for both of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> see. Also, the hideout. Yes. So he, this yes. is another common
0: misconception. What is the name of Rosal Ghul's hideout?
1: It's the uh, Lazarus Dome. The of course. Around the Lazarus. A lot of people think it's okay.
0: Nanda Parbat.
1: <laughs> oh, Nanda Parbat, of course. Except it's,
0: except it's not. Oh. In the original appearance, he his hideout in the Himalayas was called Nanda Devi. Nanda Parbat was a completely separate location okay. in the Dead Man comics.
1: Oh, I mean yeah, that's, that's, the that's the like devil. his other realm or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't and at some point Grant Morrison had them going to Parbat in order to help resurrect Rosal Ghoul, but it wasn't really associated with Raziel it was just a common misconception that that was his hideout. Oh, okay. And then Grant Morrison must know yeah. all that though. He must he, have well, just yeah, sounded
2: snappier or something. Yeah, well, he as he, has didn't, bat- he didn't establish
0: it as a hideout. He was just like, "Look, like this is where he, he would go to get yeah. his soul back cuz he he sees it as cuz like Oh.
1: So the Lazarus Pit could be connected to that Nanda Parbat dimension. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. So it's, it's Weaving a tail. Yes, or yes. 33 and a third. <laughs> <laughs> so in, I'd like to think in Liam the Neeson at the bat. Anyway. <laughs> I'd
0: like to think in the movie uh, it's not a Devi that we're at. But uh, in Arrow, for whatever reason, they called the hideout Nanda Parbat. But it's Idiots. not supposed to be Nanda Parbat. Fools. Fools. Uh, let's see. When Batman, not Batman, he's not Batman, Bruce returns to Gotham we go to a courtroom scene.
1: How did he get there? Oh, wait, that's another movie. That's a different movie. Oh, yeah. Alfred <laughs> picks him up in this one.
0: Uh, we, we go to a courtroom scene. We've covered all the training all the training stuff, I think, that we need to, but we go to a courtroom scene, and this is what's sort of overlooked in the movie. This is the first adaptation of Mr. Zaz. Okay. Mr. Oh, Zaz yeah. is the defendant who uh, Professor Crane or Dr. Crane in this is sort of saying, like, hey, he's insane, and he's helping out with the fact that Zaz works for Falcone in the movie and is trying to get him the insanity please so he okay. gets grants in Arkham Asylum uh, you can tell it's Mr. Zazz because he's called that and also because they gave him uh, the actor scars on his neck which mm-hmm. are it's a very small easter egg and not something you'd think that Nolan would put in because you'd associate that more with like the MCU type of stuff. Yeah, too. Nolan
1: I doesn't like Easter legs.
0: Yeah. He, he would just oh, really? yeah. but I think it made sense for what it was. I mean As, l-
1: as long as it makes sense he'll do yeah. it, but he won't do it just for the fucking of it, Yeah. Yeah. Which is
0: like let's put in a minor Batman villain in it. So Appreciate Mr. Zaz does Nolan have does not, not believe
1: villain. in adding uh deleted scenes to any of his special
0: features. Or post credit scenes. Yeah, well he hates that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he said <laughs> in Man of Steel a real movie wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's throwing major shades. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apparently he uh, denied it later, but of course what do you expect? And especially with uh, Heath
1: Ledger dying. He already had the policy anyway, but when Heath Ledger died, it was like, especially, like, there's no extra scenes of the Joker. You know? Yeah. People, I mean, want, people want to see that. There's obviously. some
0: small stuff, but it's like, it's it's small. It's not like yeah. there's a huge have so much thing, more yeah, than that. You know? Yeah, but I mean, it, it's like, it doesn't, doesn't add anything else to the story. Yeah. There's like another take of him yeah. like in the bus when the bus goes off. Oh, really? It but like, that's anything. it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't add anything to it. Uh, this was also the beginning of Mr. Zazz being bald. Beforehand, he had this short, cropped uh, blonde hair, and then the actor mm. in the movie is bald, and then suddenly mm-hmm. Mr. Zaz was bald From in the comics. That and then, From that <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah. it just yeah. works that way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's how For it happened. For some reason. It's creepy. Next is I Shall Become a Bat. <laughs> that's my favorite. I need that in the movie. Matt Reeves, hear he me out. He never actually says it, but in the comics. thinks it. In... The original comic, a bat flew into the window while Bruce was thinking about being uh, what type of disguise he Eureka. would take on. Obviously, as we covered in our Shadow <laughs> episode, that was actually taken from uh, the Bat. I shall Uh, become a shadow. uh, Dawson Clayd, uh, alias, look that shit up. But anyway, in the update by Frank Miller in the Batman year one, Bruce Wayne goes out, gets wounded, then comes back and figures that he is going to die, but he doesn't want to die without having some sort of answer and calls upon the spirit of his father to give him an answer. And the bat crashes through the window. And he's like, you idiot. (laughs) 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 And Bruce uh, decides to ring the bell so that Alfred can save his life. In the movie, it's very different, of course. Bruce recognizes after training with League of Shadows that he needs a symbol to fight against Grotham's corruption. And is kind of inspired by Raza's teachings to find something elemental, something terrifying. And despite the fact that he has had a lifelong fear of bats and also saw bats in a hallucination at Nanda Devi, he just still doesn't know what disguise to take on until he goes back home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he uh, sees a bat you are coming to come that, dress up like a Frenchman. <laughs> yeah. There's one
1: thing I want to pick. This is this is not even that tangential, I guess. Yeah. But in the end of the Batman Begins, Bat, he's wearing the fucking bat suit. It's assumed that he's kind of over his fear, but yeah. then bats fly by him when he's walking the street in one thing, and he gets gets a little afraid or something. Wait, when is this? This is like uh, this is like near the zombie part, like just before it, I think. Wait, the gas is about to leak. Oh. Or something, I don't remember this. Oh my god! And I, I want to watch with my dad. My dad, even my dad, was like, I thought he wasn't afraid anymore. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's just Christian Bale flinched. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, We can't get another take. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, was it wasn't. I don't know. It just could have been better, maybe.
0: But maybe no, I'm not the, remembering that correctly. All the bats are CG, and he doesn't really get swarmed by them after this scene where he goes into the bat cave.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm. Anyway, keep, I keep, keep, going. keep going. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I don't know. because well, yeah, no, you do see the swarm of bats at Arkham. Maybe that's it. But well, he doesn't. He calls on them. Like yeah. he's like he just walks through. Is that like, when he says backup? It, yeah. Back when, no,
1: when he says backup, he's not afraid. But there's a there's another scene, I think, but I could be wrong. But anyway, like, I can't think oh, of wait. it. Yeah, it's it's Oh wait, a wait I'm, I'm wearing afraid. a mask. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. He catches himself in a mirror, like Yeah.
0: Anyway, I like these foam bat yes. guys. <laughs> I've had these since the release. Of, I've had all these things that you guys see now here. Yeah. Since the release of the movie, and now you're not going to get the Batarang If you're an audio podcast (laughs)
1: listener only, these are like little foamy Batarang. In bronze, which never made sense to me. I still cut myself.
0: (laughs) They're nice. Anyway, keep going, Ben. So he goes down to the cave, and faces his fear because his trauma of bats started when he was in that cave, and he, the whole cave fills with bats, and he decides to stand up and face that fear, which is kind of similar to a scene from the Tom Aikowitz draft in our deep dive uh, in the in the Batman script from 1982, but there's given a new context in this where it's like, I think you described it in our deep dive for that as a baptism, almost. Oh, yeah, he, that's... He, a baptism? A baptism, a baptism. Yes.
1: It does kind of feel like that because the point of a... Again, I'm not really religious, but I grew up in that environment. Point of a baptism is to be born anew, be right. born again, beca- to arise as a different person. Uh-huh. And so he gets kind of like it is kind of like a baptism of bats yeah. in a way. Yeah, right. I agree. He's, yeah, arises S- a in- new man,
2: mm-hmm. encapsulated or what's a good word? He's surrounded. Yeah, by. yeah, right, engulfed yeah. or uh, engulfed in, yeah. yeah, pretty much submerged. Yeah. Uh, you know, a word like that. All yeah, that, yeah, these little bat wings. Like, yes. <laughs> Give it to me.
1: I Did see. you? Do you feel like that's a fair? No, uh, I'd say so
0: because of the fact that he's spent this entire life being afraid of it, and it, 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 there's a tie-in between the trauma of bats with the deaths of his parents that wasn't really in the comics, but is yeah. so seamlessly blended together in this movie. I have to overlook the fact that he's had this lifelong fear and he doesn't really think about it until later on to the scene, but still, like, <laughs> it still works. <laughs> it still works cinematically. So yeah.
1: it's 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 cool. Again, I like the, it, yeah. d- mm-hmm. the
0: difference is then uh bat flying through the window and him saying, yes, father, I shall become a bat, or the bat swarming around him in the cave in Batman Begins
2: some visual poetry with the swarm of bats I agree. I that I really like. Yep. Baptism, of course. The baptism. Baptism.
0: I agree. The movie has a great visual of that scene. So once again, to the movie. Uh, let's see. Wayne Enterprises. So, uh, let's see. Brought to you by Wayne Enterprises <laughs> over here. The Lucius Fox character is a big... <laughs> <laughs> Lucius Fox is a big character in this movie. In the comics, he was just a businessman. He wasn't actually an inventor. Uh, And he helped take over as CEO around the 70s or so because of the fact that it didn't make sense to the comic writers that Bruce Wayne would be able to run a whole damn company successfully (laughs) and and be Batman and investigate the Joker. Uh, It just seemed more realistic to have that character in this. Obviously, Lucius Fox has a much different role in this as a Q-type character. So in the comics, Bruce first meets... Lucius Fox uh, in the Wayne Enterprises Science Division and Lucius gives him a tour of all these shut down military projects and Bruce is like alright thanks for the tour and he leaves because surely this guy isn't just going to give it to him so he shows back up again in disguise with Alfred as a delivery man to go sneak into the warehouse with this truck and then they use the truck to, to sneak the projects out of it and into the Batcave and given the fact that Bruce is back he can easily sweep all that under the rug and nobody right. will ask any mm-hmm. questions on that. And so the lost prototypes sort of become his secret weapons to go on crime. Uh, meanwhile, in the movie, Bruce meets Lucius Fox for about five minutes, and then Lucius Fox is just this like, is "My guy, yep. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, it's all yours. It's all yours, man. Mr. Wayne."
1: I really love James
0: Bond. Yes. Have you ever seen those movies, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> I want to be that guy. This is also where the uh, this is also where the tumbler comes in, where. The Batmobile. I'll go a little bit more into Batmobile later, but the Batmobile also comes from Wayne Enterprises. But in this one, it was a tank prototype, and mainly Bruce spray paints it black. Uh, in this one, right. and the main contribution he does for his own, uh, in terms of his own inventions, is he orders those cows and he sort of creates the the bat ears to to go up against it. But most of his stuff is given to him yeah. by Lucius Fox. Right. So, significance of these changes: the fact that you have. The idea in the comics of Bruce Wayne trying to retain his secret identity and go, you know, sort of around different Mm -hmm. spots and different corners in order to cheat the system. Creative accounting. Yeah, creative accounting and and get these things to the Batcave without other people asking. Whereas in the movie, he gets the trust of Lucius Fox for about five minutes and uh, gets (laughs) given it to him. As we covered in the the year one pre dive. Previous Superhouse interviewee, Rob
1: (laughs) Freitas had a very big issue with this. Yes. Huge
0: Batman fan himself.
1: Uh-huh. He said he didn't like Daddy getting the toys for Batman. Like, basically, like, mm-hmm. third, yeah. you know, Wayne getting the toys like from Wayne Enterprises. Is historically so, right. s- well, capable of doing it on his he own. He makes or it or himself? Or well,
0: there is a precedent. I can go on this a little bit. Uh, but there is a precedent for Batman getting his stuff from other people, though. In the comics right. Maybe not Lucius Fox But the golden age Batman's costume Was made by a tailor In Secret Origins Volume 2 Number 6 Um <laughs> some Actually some Pretty and kinky another stuff one. Yes, Mr. Wayne yes. <laughs> Where he uh, He went in disguise And asked a bunch of tailors To create it For oh, him Okay And then he was like He had this beard And everything So he looked like an old man Made the t- Paid the tailors off To make it And then he had his bat suit uh, there's another version <laughs> where he, where... Can't just buy a sewing machine. No. Yeah. He <laughs> don't know how to sew. <laughs> Alfred's like, I'm not doing this. I, I it tried is. his I, first I honestly, but it didn't turn out yes. very good.
1: I, I don't mind him, like, getting it from Lucius really all that much, because... It's the
2: James Bond He's fact, learning right? how to yeah.
1: fight. He's learning all these fucking other skills. I mean, do I really need my Batman to know uh, the ins and outs of... To me, ...soldering, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh hardware and 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 dealing with the coding of all the electronic shit and all that too like yes you want to know all like okay no
0: right. no no it's, it's not necessarily that to me it's more of like the believability of Lucius Fox meeting the heir to the Wayne fortune for the very first time and being like yeah sure take it home That's true. That's that's to me the the bigger difference. Maybe there should have
1: been a stronger scene with him and his father. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Like he's
0: never met Lucius before. It would have made more sense if he and Lucius went way back. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like there there's much history there. Like he doesn't even know that Lucius knew his father. And for sake of believability and sake of
2: time, it makes a lot of sense. And then you just have this like brainiac Mm because the character's old enough. You know, he all does have some experience in like crafting all this shit. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, personally, I go over the comics on this one because he seems smarter in going around it and yeah. loses Fox seems a little smarter and doesn't just give it to him. So that's my vote. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think.
2: I'd say it'd be interesting to see in this new take of the Batman mm-hmm. uh, see Robert Pattinson kind of wrapping his brain around this some of this stuff.
0: I mean, that was some of our favorite stuff of the Aronofsky yeah. draft. Yeah, yeah. That's it, true. It would just yeah. be
2: kick because like the batman 89 mm-hmm. alludes to mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff but he's already well established yeah. and we're going with the younger one it'd be cool that we haven't seen it mm-hmm. but within the dark knight trilogy i it didn't bother me so much i thought it was like mm-hmm. um i i would go with the comics on this one actually because it's just something i haven't we haven't seen yeah i kind of so agree too of. i mean at the time
1: when i watched the movies it didn't bother me all mm-hmm. that much but now looking back on it right. i yeah. do i kind of agree with rob freitas and everybody mm. i understand no one's like a huge seems like he did do the battering on a, all on his own <laughs> that's <Yes>. true <laughs> the <laughs> no, nolan did not like or Nolan really loves Bond. Yeah. So it's like okay character, the support. He's, he's British, yeah. Bell's British. I mean, I get it. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. True. The
2: next take will be really interesting because of that, mm-hmm. I think that so right. we have yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah.
0: So goes to the comics again. Ooh. We uh, as comics. I said before, we do have a precedent for Batman getting some of his stuff from other people. So uh, he got the Batarang from an Australian man named Lee Collins, (laughs) which uh, we covered (laughs) in our our training. (laughs) Watch, I'll do it again. (laughs) Wow. It's
2: amazing. Can they fit in your pocket? Well, not this one. (laughs) (laughs) Physics is physics.
1: (laughs) Come right back.
0: (laughs) Physics is physics. Uh, The Batmobiles at one point were said to have been made by a stuntman named Jack Edison in The Untold Legend of the Batman. However, uh, in all of these versions, they know Batman as Batman, or Bruce was in some sort of disguise in order to ask them. It was okay, never Bruce cool. Wayne himself. Uh, let's see. And then the Batboat was given to him as a gift from Shotland Yard. Oh, yeah. um, and then, of course, Batman The Bat has, Boat's from where? The batboat is from Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard. Yes. Scotland Scotland Yard gave him the batboat. The finest
1: batboats ever created by (laughs) Her Majesty herself.
0: Because this was around the time where Batman was like a superhero in like the 40s and 50s, where he was like a world-renowned superhero. So they're just like, here's a gift. Here's a gift. We can trace this shit very easily. For your tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't drink tea. And then, of course, uh, one of the other gadgets that he gets is the cape, which is revealed to be memory cloth, which allows him to glide around. And uh, the idea of him having a glider, uh, being specifically memory cloth, is unique to the movie. However, in the comics, there are several points That's where right. he uses the cape uh, to sort of glide uh, along the sky, that was like a,
2: a kind of a new thing for Batman Begins. Right? Yeah, they, they kind yeah, of split the difference on him, like swinging around like Spider-Man and being more yeah glidy.
0: They thought it, this would make more sense. Yeah. I like, like the I like the glide. I like the glide. Yeah, well, it makes too. him more bat-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do scary like the way. classic like. Batman the anime Series where he's got the grappling yeah, gun and he's swinging through d- and I'd like to see some of that too but definitely. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. a tiny bit yeah. of that
2: with and in, in, in Justice League they had a That's little bit more of him like I d- I really enjoyed that yeah yep. I- I'm not a Batfleck hater anyway.
0: same here yeah a lot right. of us are next is uh, the origins of the Batcave so they go in and they find out that uh, Bruce uh, and Alfred go down and they find out that the Batcave has some historic relevance in the fact that the Waynes used it for the Underground Railroad. Yeah. Was that new to the movie? No, that was actually in the comics. It As is in the said, comics. It's in wow. Shadow of the Bat number forty five, where Bruce researches his ancestors being involved in the Underground Railroad, with uh, his family helping to smuggle the slaves and one of his ancestors actually dressing up in a black costume, of course, to fight slave owners in that's order some to some watchmanship. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, that's so another here's a less woke version of that <laughs> from Detective Comics number 205, The Origin of the Bat Cave where written by Bob Kane, <laughs> <laughs> probably Bill Finger, honestly, uh, Bruce Wayne, Bobby is, himself, Bruce Wayne reveals that he bought the w- Wayne Manor and he planned to use a barn in the back as a hideout until he fell through and discovered the cave. So the idea of Batman falling into the cave has been there since day one. What am I going to do with all this wood? But uh, later on, he, he went time-traveling because they had a friend named Professor Nichols who allowed them to time-travel. So they time-traveled back, and they found out the cave was first used by a man named Jeremy Coe who uh, in the Old West times. And Jeremy Coe was... Uh, his people were being attacked by Native American tribes, so he used the cave as his hideout. As he dressed himself up as an Indian, I shit you not, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> to go undercover among the Native Americans. Huh? And this I literally seems. And they totally <laughs> bought it. <laughs> and he covers, he covers his skin, to color it red in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, a much less woke version. Welcome to my scalp cave. of the cave <laughs> uh let's yeah. see. Other differences oh, I'm not gonna <laughs> touch that one. You <laughs> said that one, man. You said that it. one's on you, man. I have uh, native lineage. <laughs> you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Afterwards, we meet a little bit of the GCPD corruption. So there's some big differences in the portrayal of the the GCPD here. As we've noted, when we went through the Aronofsky script, that's a lot more Mm -hmm. true to the Frank Miller version. Uh, Detective Flass, in the comics, is clean-shaven. He's a big, strong, former Green Beret dude uh, who's very intimidating Mm -hmm. and is able to take out most people, including Gordon, until Gordon comes back after him for a rematch. In the movie, he's... Fat and looks like Lieutenant Eckhart from the '89 yeah. movie. Uh, apparently, one of the original choices for Flass was Joey Pants. Joe Joey Pantoliano. Pants? Oh, Joe okay. Pantoliano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who had worked with him previously why, in Memento. Why didn't I take the blue pill? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But Pantoliano wanted the Gordon role instead. Yeah, I could see it. And Nolan was like, "No," and they never got w- that role. No, they already got. I know he is <laughs> like that in bad boys. He's like the trashy version. Well, I think Panteleimon said, "Be sexy, be <laughs> sexy. Don't be you. Be Mike." Pantoliano said in the interview that he had already played a skeezy cop in Memento. He had already played all these skeezy yeah. characters. He wanted to play a heroic character, especially Commissioner um, Gordon. He, he like, had worked with uh, uh, Nolan before. And he yeah. worked with Nolan yeah. before. And he was yeah. like, yeah. come on, we worked together. And then Nolan never He's, hired him that. again <laughs> after yeah, after this for whatever reason. So uh, he lost out on that. But he was the original choice for Flas. But uh, this is kind of a little more superficial. But since uh, we need to get back into the competition, we have Flas being a big, strong, big, Green Beret dude who uh, which makes it sort of impactful when Bruce uh, or Batman scares the living daylights out of him later on right? Okay. versus uh, Flash in the movie who is fat and greasy and sort of dripping with corruption and sort of this visual representation mm-hmm. of corruption in the movie
2: yeah it almost like lessens the impact of having the reference to Flass with having the way he's portrayed in the movie I suppose he could have been any kind of greasy cop
0: but right
2: it kind of that's kind of like a small Easter. It's idea, a
0: small thing, but I figured I might as well point out the difference yeah. for us to continue and, this competition. And,
2: and, and yeah, and if and having it any other way, you're setting up a fight between him and Bruce or him and Batman in some way. The Green Beret version, I mean, right? You know, which which would be cool, but like, how are you going to shoehorn that into this already?
0: Well, I mean, they already have that confrontation yeah. with the swear to me stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but no, like
2: like Green Beret skills behind that because even if they Whoa, you know, yeah. did that and then had the scene exactly the same you're like well what does it even matter that he's one way or the other true I guess true like I like the so most. what's your vote I like the movie better, movie I guess, yeah. movie, yeah. movie. But, but for any anybody who's like a fan of like year one or something you're like yeah they even name him Flash. yeah that, that, that was right, my right. issue it right. been, well not Bullock
0: could have been Bullock who then turns good because Bullock started out as corrupt in the that comics that could have been kind of cool yeah and then he could have had a redemption yeah. arc but like that's a lot to fit in already you might as well save room for Flask to be the green beret who fights Gordon and mm-hmm. Gordon you know, yeah. does but the whole like scene put from put Year One, to, yeah, the
2: kind of like visual representation of all that. Yeah, of, yeah, I think that's, that's
0: why he, that's that guy, cool. got caught. Yeah. The other dude from Memento, instead, they, instead of getting Joe Pantoliano, they got the Motel guy Joe. from Memento instead. All oh, right, all right. So <laughs> that one goes to the, to the movie then. Yeah. Uh, on that one, next is uh, recruiting recruiting Gordon. So in the uh, in the comics, Gordon, specifically Year One, he's put on the task force to hunt down Batman. S- tries to set up several traps for him as we covered in the Aronofsky version until eventually um, he notices that Batman doesn't kill people eventually notices that Batman's going after the same people and he only hits on the people who Gordon would go after mm-hmm. and then all comes to a head when he helps save Gordon's kid in the movie Batman sort of, sort of crashes into not literally but mm-hmm. goes into Gordon's office terrorizes mm-hmm. him a little bit but tells him like here's how we're going to take down corruption yeah. we're going to work together And then uh, they're buddies, pretty much from there on.
2: In that regard, I'm going with the comics. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with (laughs) that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's another kind of, like, you know, do it for time kind of Yeah, it was was definitely done for time. It's not really the meat of our Batman movie,
0: let's... Right, yeah, it was definitely the one for the Aronofsky version, but this one, Gordon's not as big of a role. You need him in there, and it makes sense that they did what they did for time, but also... But if we're
2: doing the serial... Kind of like yeah. dream television show or whatever, right? Would be some really you would need to build it up. Well, what like uh, that turn of character, being like, "Oh my god, I've been fighting, yeah. against like my greatest ally or whatever." Yeah.
0: Well, as I, I as said in the Aronofsky deep dive, I was just like, Batman just randomly shows up to Gordon's house, and then Gary Oldman turns around and is like, "Oh hi," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> there's no like freak out. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. the weird thing is right. where all the all the stuff they got right from Batman and Gordon. There's never really a time where Batman. Does the whole, like, appear out of the shadows and just freaks him out? Right. Uh And if he does, Gordon is just cool with it, as opposed to in the comics where he's always just like, are you trying to give me a heart attack? Right. He's in sync with the Bat. He's a little bit more in sync. So uh, that one goes for the comics then on that. And then we go into the first night out as Batman. So in the movie, Batman, of course, on his very first night out, goes to the docks and takes down, single-handedly takes down Mm -hmm. Falcone's men as well as Falcone himself and straps the guy to the searchlight with enough evidence to take down corruption. This is very different from the comics and funny enough, uh, neither Detective Comics number 27, the first Batman story, nor year one actually show Batman's first night crime fighting. Mm -hmm. It wasn't actually showed until a later comic by Bill Finger called Detective Comics 265 where he encounters this hood named uh, Slugsy Kyle slugsy slugsy kyle is that selena's brother? potential brother to selena except i think this guy came before it was slugsy. revealed that Catwoman's name Second was selena kyle cousin. yeah <laughs> so he tracks down kyle to a glass factory using the particles of his shoe so against this batman using detective work uh and then ends up capturing him and throws him to the gcpd with a note saying you know that it's time for the batman to show up so he only takes down one dude in the comic and then later on in the storyline shaman which sort of takes place concurrently with year one Dennis O'Neill had a version where Batman shows up to save Leslie Tompkins, mm-hmm. you know, the woman who comforted him when he was, uh, you know, grieving over the loss of his parents. Save her from who all was these hurts herf- in Batman v Superman. Yes. <laughs> kidding, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say that again. Don't say the name. Uh, and he uh, would end up pretty much saving her in an alley. So very small time appearances compared to the Batman Begins version. So we have him starting out small in Shaman versus him in Begins actually just full out taking mm-hmm. out Falcone's men and everything.
2: The build in the film is so strong mm-hmm. with the League of Shadows and everything. It, yeah. makes, it makes a lot of sense. It's very believable. Agreed. Yeah. I go with that one, I
1: think. I agree.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. We're going for a movie. <laughs> we don't have much conflict <laughs> going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, but uh, it's true. It's just it's
1: it's when it's good, it's good. You know what I'm
0: saying? So Batman has officially begun. When we get back, we will get to the rest of the movie. But so far, Wolfie, what is our score?
2: We are looking at. Oh, I gotta count. (laughs)
0: Eight to five. Movies winning. Movies winning. Movies winning by three. But we got some. We got a whole other half of this movie to go so far. So. So. Our first half has finished, wrapped up. Batman has officially begun. Movies is in the lead right now, but we'll see what happens with the second half, which you'll have to find out next week. So, I am Benjuan Ryder on Instagram.
1: I'm uh, Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. And check out uh, the Shasta Army on Patreon.com/superhousepodcast. Yes. Um, shout out to Kuki Nams, Alicia, and of course Shasta, Matt Herring. And that's it for now. Yep. Um, $1 tier is the Shoster Army on Patreon. And uh, search for Superhouse Pod or Superhouse Podcast on all social media, mainly Instagram.
0: Yes, Superhouse oh, Pod yeah. is where you can find us and follow us and see a lot of the visual stuff we might not have been able to show you here.
1: And Facebook, which I do a lot of the links on that one. Yeah. And then Wolfie. I just come to hang out. Little
2: <laughs> Young Wolfie Crescenton. <laughs> I'll get more in the mix here
0: as uh, days go on.
1: And a little plug for the next episode.
0: Plug for the next episode. The second half of Batman Begins. Comics versus the movie. Let's see who wins. Superhouse 2020.
3: Yep. Peace out.
0: Signing off. Signing off.